Walker. Of course, I'm Kevin Walker. I got my lifelong brother here with me, man, Mr. Yeah, man. Anthony A.V. Valerie. What's up, my brother? My brother, always good to see you, man. It's feel like old days on Secret Street, like we ready to go out and ball. Huh, huh. People don't realize, man. Hey, we grew up playing yeah. outside all day long with no shoes on. No shoes. <laughs> no shoes required because you only had one pair that had yep. to survive every day of the week in every situation. And you couldn't wear them outside to play in? No. Not at all. Yeah. Not, not, not if you want a good pair. Hey, let yeah. me ask you this. Remember when your mama used to get them Cadbury at Easter time, them little yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. We had hey, we had the luxuries, baby. Yes, <laughs> so man, we, didn't, we didn't have a whole lot, but but every nine then we had some things that mama was gonna spend on the Cadbury little bunny things for the Easter. Definitely gonna have a bunch of those. Man, yes, sir, man. It was it was a good old days, man. It's amazing. Like so many of our brothers that came through the game and came through the system with us. Yeah. Um, man, some have gone on to God, and we got some that's going on to be incarcerated. Incarcerated, yeah, man. <laughs> what's, what's, been, <laughs> what's been the blessing about our journey? Yeah. And I can almost put everything I got to say. Neither one of us have been unfortunate enough to spend yeah. that time. Yeah, I listen, we had a lot of examples in front of us that said, you don't want to go this route. People always ask me, you know, say, why you never sold, you know, narcotics? Yeah, Why you yeah. never part of a gang? I said, because everything in front of me that spoke to God, boys, carjacking, smoking, uh, selling dope or whatever. And I said, the examples in front of me showed that I realized I didn't want to spend 5, 10, 15 years of my life incarcerated. I ain't no, want to do that. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Man, it's been a blessing. Life has to me for sure. Um, man, I just have suffered some woes, but yeah, hey, yeah. that's fair. That's, that's fair. Right. Man. Yeah. Every, everybody goes through that. You know, I'm mm -hmm. at the same time, I know at the end of the day, I'm blessed because I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. You know, regardless, even of any mistakes that I've made, God has given me the opportunity to correct that. Yes, sir. I mean, yeah. we all ride on grace, bro. It's like, you know, my heart, my sympathy goes out to you. You know, I know you've been through a lot and a lot has happened and occurred in your life. And I tell people, you know, sometimes, man, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You know, we think about our, our parents. We think about our grandparents. You know, a lot of them are gone from here. You know, I think about your daughter all the time. And, mm -hmm. and when you see yourself in these situations in life, it's kind of hard to understand it because we look at life sometimes in longevity. We want things to last as if everything here is going to last forever. But exactly. there's a purpose and a time and a season for everything. And that shows us that we've got to make sure that we make the most of each and every day with our loved ones and with our lives so that we won't feel any regret. Now, you know, what happened, especially in your situation was, you know, I don't believe. And I told you this just even offline. You know, I, I don't believe that that's that's God's will and intent. You know, I just believe that, you know, an enemy got an open opportunity. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that life wasn't fulfilled that life didn't serve a purpose, that life didn't make an impact. It just means that it was cut short. But at the same time, you know, your daughter's legacy lives on through you, through the kids or whatever, man, he can make an impact. So, you know, I understand that the hurt and the pain, brother, but I like how you took every situation and every adversity that you faced, man, and you came out fighting even harder because you wouldn't be Kevin Walker if you didn't do that. Man, I had to. I had to. Let me, let me ask you this. I may be off by a year or two, yeah. Man, but I remember 
Man, I keep wanting to call you Applesauce, man. Yeah, I know you want to. Y'all love that name. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate the day Roy Lee Adams, uh, Roy, and I've had to say his whole name, Roy Lee Adams. I hate the day that they pulled that from where I don't know. Look, so tell me, tell me how far I'm off though. I remember you going to church with Mr. Murdoch, mm -hmm. and I remember uh, Rock and Duck, and we yeah. know who that is. Yeah, and man, my brother gonna start preaching now, man. And I know you couldn't have been no older than maybe 13, 14 at the time. Turning 16. How, far, how much? I was turning 16. I actually, yeah, I, it was the funny story about it was, Kev, remember, my mom, mom was the usher. Mom would go to church and we was going off and on because I'm the youngest of five boys. So the older brothers were able to keep me at home. So, yeah. you know, you could stay home. Mom went to church or whatever. And it wasn't until one day, as you mentioned, Mr. Murdoch, our neighbor, started a church in his house that I started going at 13. And mm -hmm. after I had an, uh, my appendix uh, erupted at Woodson, I was getting ready to go from Woodson to Worthing. And after my appendix erupted at hey, Woodson. Wait, hold yeah. on, hold on. Not to cut you yeah. off. But I want to apologize for you having to go to Worthing. But go ahead. We'll talk about that. No, the greatest school on earth. Man, come on. Quit that. The greatest school go on ahead. earth. No, yeah, quit 90, that. Go ahead. 9215 Scott Street. We still there. Yeah, we still there. What is, what is Sterling? The aviation? Oh, man, what we is got that? a what whole new it? building. We got a whole new the building with an airplane with an airplane house? inside of it. Oh, hobby page, y'all. Well, however you want to call it. I got you. Yeah. Hey, it's man, not look, If hobby page, y'all, it's not your school anymore. A.B., y'all were fortunate back in the day fortunate. that the district saved y'all from getting that whooping from Sterling every year in every sport. There's nothing y'all could have beat us at. Not track, girls track, boys track, basketball, football. Where would y'all have got a victory? Where? I don't see it. Don't argue with foolish statements. That's what they always told me. So we're going to move on because we all know. Sunnyside High, baby. Listen, we played everybody in the neighborhood from Jones, Madison, Yates. Uh -huh. Only one scared. What is our school? Doss R. Sterling? What is it? Ross. Ross Shaw, baby. Ross oh, Shaw. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I, Ross I, shop, Shaw. I shop at Ross from time to time. They got some great bargain <laughs> deals. Just like y'all had bargain. That bargain. Hey, hey, that but bargain no, Let's go, man. Let's go. No, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'll give y'all credit for. I'll give Worthen the credit there for you go. More than go. any other school in the hood for having the most drug dealers. I, I'll give y'all that credit. Tawana. Thank you, Tawana, for the green and gold hearts. Appreciate that. We love right, that. Man. Okay. So I'm glad you brought that name up. I can't I can't give you specifics. Okay. But I had a conversation with another young lady today. And she said to me, she felt convicted in her spirit for masturbating. She Please. said she felt like it was a sin. She was like, I, she had, let me tell you, literally, she had me to Google the definition. She didn't tell me to. I did it on my own. I Googled the definition of conviction because I, I'm like, how were you convicted? I'm like, so we're not talking about a sin. You didn't feel like you were sinning. You just felt convicted in your spirit. And she said, you know, I even spoke to a pastor friend of mine and asked him. I said, you know, take your pastor off. You had your pastor hat off. He, he well, I can't never take my pastor hat off. But right. what's your question? Should I should I feel guilty or is it a sin 
because I'm not sexually active with a man, but I'm satisfying myself and I feel convicted mm-hmm. for doing it. Now, A.V., here's the funny part of the story. She told me she bought an $85 rabbit. She spent a lot of money. To pleasure herself yeah. and throw it away. She spent a lot of money on the rabbit. Now, and my threw thing, it away. Yeah, my thing was, I always say this, where, where was the conviction before you bought the rabbit? <laughs> because, I mean, we think about it. The origin, the origin of sex created by God for us uh-huh. to be fruitful, to multiply. Yes, we know sir. that. To bring, yes, you know, people on the earth. God also used it as pleasure. There are many instances in the scripture where it talked about men, you know, masturbating, wasting their seed on the ground because God looks at it like seed. You know, no child comes on this earth. They don't come without permission of God. So what we wrestle with, Kevin, is it's not the sex that we wrestle with. It's it's anything that's probably out of its position that we wrestle with. So you get conviction when you wrestle with something that's out of place. We think of sex the way that God designed it was for marriage. Now, the reality of it is people having sex outside of marriage all the time. So the conviction is convictions are really based upon your belief. So if your belief system says that sex is designed for marriage, then when I do it outside of marriage, I'm going to be convicted. Even if you do it solo to yourself, you're still going to have that conviction because you're saying something that is designed out of a relationship or for marriage. I'm taking it and putting it out of place. So it's going to bring conviction on you. Think about it is with her, I like like you said, with the steps she took, she got rid of it. She said, hey, well, you know, I want to kind of kind of realign myself. But the reality of the situation is a lot of people are in the same situation that she's in right now on a day that day basis. A lot of people are doing that right really? now. Yeah. And it's yeah. a battle. You know, I tell people they used to always say, well, God, you know, take this desire of sex away, you know. And I, I would never pray that prayer. You know why? Because if God takes something away, that's gone. Yeah. So what happens yeah. when you get married and you can't perform? Then yeah. you forget about the fact that you told, you asked God, take it, it away from me. Away. Yeah. I don't yeah. never, that's one prayer I never pray. I don't yeah. know ever. Keep it vibrant. Keep it alive. <laughs> so when, when the time comes, Kevin, I can perform to my highest level. Yeah, yeah. You know, the misunderstanding of sex is always the challenge. And there are a lot of women, men as well, who feel convicted. But like we said at the same time, Kim, if we're going to be real, there are a lot of people doing it every day, mm-hmm. every single day. And that battle comes conviction because, like I said, the conviction is based upon what you believe. Yeah. No, no, no that, that makes all the sense in the world. But I asked the very same question that you asked. I was like, so where was your conviction before no. you spent the money? Yeah. Because that's 80. How much you said it was? $85. We could have we could invest in some stock with the $85. She told me she said I spent $85 and I just I just threw it away because I just felt so convicted every time I used it. I'm like so you time. it several times. Yes. Before yeah. you started to feel the conviction. I'm like, she you should you she got have a, conviction you was feeling? Yeah, she got her 85. She was trying to get the 85 out of it, man, because you know, you wrestling with those urges. Here it is. And then the thing about it, too, is when you start using these devices, these toys or whatever, you know, the next person or the person that you married, the person that you're with, you with, if they came out up to this toy, then what? Now, you open up a whole nother world. Now, let me tell you this. What she did say, she said, Kevin, I got rid of it because I know that a man can't match 
what this instrument is doing. And so that's a great point you just brought up because yeah. she did say that to me. She said, I know a man can't match what mm -hmm. this what this instrument is doing to me. So hey now you now you all messed up because then you got an expectation on him that he's not designed to fulfill. He can't fulfill it because he's not that machine. Mm -hmm. He wasn't designed to be that machine that you bought that that toy that you bought, but because you probably didn't wait on him, he would have been a perfect fit for you. But because you got ahead of what's destined for your life, now the things that were designed for you don't fit and you upset. Yeah. So let me answer one of these questions that's on here right quick, hey boy. Everybody just agreeing. Ain't nobody really got a question. Well, somebody said it's a sin. Yeah, I mean, anything done outside of it, anything done outside, like I said, when you think, take the establishment of what sex was designed for, at the beginning and how God, if we if we do a Christian principles, if you don't believe in in biblical principles or Quran principles or whatever, if you don't believe in it, then of course you you're not gonna look at it like a sin. But for those who believe in the Bible or those who believe even in the Quran, you're gonna look at it as what it is, and that is it's sex outside of marriage, which is a sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes self pleasure. Because watch this, Kevin. This yeah. one used to get me. Jesus says. Jesus said it like this: If a man thinks, if he if he thinks it in his heart, if he imagines himself with another woman, if he sees it, not not do it, if he commits the act in his mind, he's already yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah. So and before you even put the toy anywhere up here, I'm laughing because she quoted that exact scripture for getting rid of. Yeah. It. That's so why know, I'm laughing because she quoted that exact scripture. So you know I'm in there. I haven't talked oh, to no, her. Yeah. yeah, I haven't talked to her. But everything that, that's coming in my in my mind, I'm just yeah. as as it's spoken to me, I'm sharing it with you. And yeah. I haven't had the conversation yeah. with her. I don't even know it. Yeah, she says it is the inner sin. That's what Miss Felicia said. Yeah, throw yeah, it away, no, Miss. Yeah, but no, that's a that's a, that's a that's a great response. Um, here's the other thing I kind of want to wanted to swing by you. I was reading an article and someone made a very good point in the article. They said people normally come into your life for four reasons. Okay. To add, to subtract, to multiply, or to divide. So my response to that is, or my question to you tonight Man, just going through your regular routine as Anthony Valerie. Oh man, what do you think you've honestly encountered the most, Av? Man, because here's here's what I would say yeah. to you. Here's what I would say to you, man. I love you because I know what you come from, mm -hmm. and what I mean by that. And people say all the time, "Oh, this is a special person. Or this person is this." I know the history of the right. family with the brothers. Right. You know, right. I know what Elijah was and Cecil mm -hmm. was and Donald and Ron. You know, I mm -hmm. know. And to see the man mm -hmm. that you've developed into, bro, mm -hmm. that's why I'm so damn proud of you as a man Thank and you, what you turned into. I, I mean, honestly. Yeah. I wish, listen, Kev, I wish I could live up to that level of, of what you said. The the level of, of, of you know, celebration the level of exhortation that you shared with me how you build me up how you're appreciative of me it doesn't come without it doesn't come without my own inner 
challenges, demons, wrestling with mm-hmm. stuff every single day because it's just a part of life. Anything yeah. in this body, anything in this flesh, it, it's a process. You got to grow through it. You got to grow up in a lot of areas. The beautiful thing about it was, like as you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, was Pastor Murdoch. Man, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't let me do stupid stuff. He caught yes, me. At, he caught me at thirteen when I needed somebody to mentor me because you know I come from a divorced home. He was my mama told Mister Murdoch because he was a neighbor first. Take care of my son. She mm-hmm. entrusted him. The man yeah. I could go anywhere with him, and she never feared that anything crazy would happen. She entrusted him to take care of me to help guide me. And he said, "I'm gonna show you what you need." to survive in life. And I took those principles from him and I was able to, to take my life on the course that I believe God had destined for me. Now, I always ask God, I said, I wanted to be a person of influence. And so it was, I believe, you know, I get phone calls all throughout the day. People, you know, asking whether it's radio ministry, you get all kinds of stuff. You can imagine being in a position, you, you coached the great, you know, football league for years. And you had a lot of people depending on you and you built champions. You, you, help young men develop from boys to men. You've done a lot of great things in your life. So you know yeah. the demand on people pulling on you. So Kevin, it's like a blessing and a curse. And I can't lie to you. Yes. Sometimes yeah. you want people to call you to say, how you doing? I remember I yeah. went through a date just a couple of yeah. days ago, seven phone calls, Kevin. Nobody asked me how I was doing. Everybody yeah. asked me for something. Yeah. Yeah. What one way or the other, Kevin, and I'm sitting here wrestling like, I know y'all think I might be some kind of Superman. I'm not. I'm human. I got yeah. challenges. You know, I live in a world now where mama gone, daddy gone, you know, oldest brother is gone. Things that meant so much to me, the connection. When I look, people that I leaned on, depend on, Murdoch is gone. Uh, yeah. My mentors, a couple of my mentors, they're gone. So, Kevin, everywhere I'm looking to find help and assistance, I can't find them. But at the same time, I have people just pulling on me all the time. So I go through those challenging moments where I got to bring me and my emotions and the challenges back under subjection because you can get out of the purpose for your life out of frustration. And I don't want to do that. Yes, sir. And so it goes back to that, you know, adding, subtracting, dividing, multiplying. You got to have people who can come into your life and help to sharpen you, to multiply you. And you got to watch out for the people who are trying to divide you from what is destined for your life because it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you went that route with Mr. Murdoch and the role that Mr. Murdoch played in your life because that sort of leads into my next question, so to speak, or next scenario for you. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did a show on gun violence, yeah. and of course, you know, you spoke on my baby girl, and mm-hmm. that's something for me that's near and dear to my heart, uh, the community. So my question for you is. Being a man of God, as long as you profess to be a man of God, mm-hmm. man, do you think the role of the church in the community has changed for the better? Question number one, I've got a two-parter. Okay. And if you could change anything about the direction of the church, what would you change? Man, my, my argument through this pandemic, and this is off-record conversations that I've had with those who are close to me, mm-hmm. I said if for any time in the history of the church, if the light didn't shine bright during this pandemic, then we failed our community. What mm-hmm. do I mean by that? If we wasn't, Jesus in the scripture talks about the time that we stand before God and he says, 
you know, I was hungry, you fed me not. Thirsty, you didn't give me water. In prison, you didn't visit me. Naked, and you didn't clothe me. If through this pandemic, we didn't provide clothes, water, assistance, food, even getting vaccinated, not vaccinated, well, vaccinated for some, even giving out shots. If we didn't provide these things for our community while they were going through, then we failed. The great thing is I can I can name Pastor E.A. Decker is one of my great friends, Pastor Roger Johnson. These guys done Pastor uh, Usher, which is around the corner in the neighborhood where the old St. Agnes used to be. These okay. guys stepped up in the middle of the pandemic and were able to feed their communities. And this is just several of the guys that I know. There's a whole lot of them that did. But if there were churches whose doors are closed and who didn't do anything, then I'm highly disappointed in that for us as a church. And I say us because I'm a part of that community. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't do anything to help not only our parishioners, but our community, then we failed. Because the cornerstone of the community back in the days was the church and should still be our church. So have we done everything in a perfect world perfectly? Of course not. But have we made an impact? Oh, yeah, I stand on that. Yeah, I stand on yeah. that, Kev. I won't yeah. let anybody say we haven't because I know we get you get a bad rap a lot of times as a church. But definitely, could we do more? Always. Always. And that's just real talk, bro. Because, yeah, yeah. Kev, how much better, man, we could have we been in our communities if those if we just didn't see people going to church, but they were actively involved and having conversations with us. Think about your next door neighbor, Mr. Isaac. Yeah, yeah, Mr. yeah. Isaac, Mr. Isaac would give you a speech every day. Him, Mr. Firmly, yeah. Mr. Johnson. You know, yeah. we, we had those guys in our community yeah. who would get involved with us, and they were a reflection of the church, the active church in the community that's helping us out instead of now we live in a world where we don't even know who our neighbors are. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. And not only that, man, we live in a community where or we grew up in one where everybody could discipline us as well. Yeah. You, you know, now, now. man, now, you know, you say anything to anybody's kids, you almost got to yeah. shoot and kill the whole family. I, I I was watching you and I've been observing you, brother. Like you say, you've been watching me. I've been watching you. And when you, yeah. when you walked away from football, I was frustrated. Here's why I was frustrated. And I know you had your own frustrations and you felt like the time for you was up. I get all that. I could, yeah. I, I probably could have sat down with you and argued you out of that because, <laughs> because I, yeah, but I'm just saying, I understood your frustration because frustration yeah. comes with all the other people input. You know, a lot of people talk, but nobody wants to participate and help like they should, but yeah. you got to think about it overall. Like I said a moment ago, Kev, how many people you helped? How many young men lives who you saved? How many people are playing in the league right now? Because yeah. of your influence and your input and your guidance, you were the Mr. Johnson, the Mr. Broman. You were Mr. Wormley to these kids. You were helping develop these kids' characters and helping them in the league. But where are the Kevin Walkers today? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah, I great. Put, I want to put the conviction on your heart because what I'm yeah, asking yeah. is where are the Kevin, this, this conviction, where yeah. are the Kevin Walkers today? Yeah, no, I feel you, man. I mean, I. I totally agree. Like mentoring, mentoring is something that's kind of sort of always been in my family. You, you know who my great aunt yeah. was, Ms. Garcia. I mean, you know, she yes. opened her house and heart to everybody. Right. You know, my, we, we called her my grandmother, but she really was my great aunt, man. Like at the end of the day, she never met a stranger. No, 
Never. If you needed a job, she owned the business. She was going to give yeah. you a chance to work. If you yeah. needed something to eat, she was going to feed everybody. everybody. She going to make hamburgers for all the kids outside playing. It wasn't no, this kid can't eat today. I don't like that kid, mama. I don't, man, like, to me, that stuff just didn't exist at all in my life growing up. Yeah. You know, she poured her heart out to everybody she came in contact with. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's absolutely crazy, man. I wish, honestly, that I could have got some of the the pictures. There's an old picture of you. Oh wow! You had on some khaki, you had on some khaki shorts and a t-shirt. I, my grandmother loved you. I love that too. You know that. You had a baseball hat, an old flimsy hat with a baseball bat, like you was about to swing the bat, and somebody she kept a a stick pin. Wow! In that picture on her wall of you. Wow. Where's the picture? I wish I could find it, bro. I went probably in that house somewhere because just recently when Bear was in there, he told yeah. me it was a whole, all the pictures that were on the wall were in the garage somewhere, but they probably didn't throw all that stuff away now. But oh, yeah, man. man, yeah, man, that wow. lady loved us some Anthony Valley. You had to, the same way she loved Gene Mo, she loved yeah. Anthony Valley, man. You, you say something bad about Gene Mo. Hey, my grandmother was going to fight you, boy. Yeah, yeah. You don't talk but, about Gene Mo. But Kev, that's the love and the respect that they had. I tell yeah, people, yeah. I tell I tell kids, I say, y'all think I'm lying. I said, we had a four-block radius. I know our neighborhood is bigger than that. But yeah. basically, it was a four-block radius for us that we lived in. And I said, there was nobody house that I could not go in whose parents didn't love me. I could literally go in people's house, Kev. They would leave me in there. Yeah, and they, yeah. they knew i leave them in there and nothing going to happen. You know, like you said, if I was hungry, they could feed you, they'd take care of you. They do everything, and it's like, bro, that's the kind of mentorship that we grew up on that we have to continue to pass on to this next generation because they're not getting a lot of that. Yeah, man, I look at, again, where you are and what you're doing in in the platform that you've been blessed to have, and I just look, again, you talk about that radius. Mm -hmm. Go to the other end of Secrets, man. Look at Cheryl Jefferson. I know. The chief of police? The chief. We had a lot of great we had a lot of great people who had a bicycle. She had a toy bicycle riding up and down Seagrass. Yeah. Now she's the chief of police in Waco, chief man. That's crazy. That's us. Our neighborhood, we got a lot of great people. You know, we had a lot of brothers who dealt with a lot of challenges. My home, yeah. you yeah. know, family, you know, everybody's family had these challenges, but we have a lot of great people. Who come out of South Acres? You know, I tell yeah, you, she didn't. Time. She didn't go to. Yeah. She didn't go to Worthing, though. She didn't go to Worthing. Now, where did she? Where did she go? Was it Lamar? She went to Lamar. She went yeah, to Lamar. I, yeah, I remember Robert. Well, you, Miss Jeff. Listen, Miss Jefferson was strict. I remember Ken. Miss Jefferson I, was crazy. I, I, listen, I, here's the crazy story. Let me. And I know we listen for go everybody. Ahead, we, we, we appreciate y'all watching us tonight. This we haven't had a good conversation like this in a while, so it's a lot to talk about. It. We we yeah. definitely gonna come back and do some more of this, but. I remember, you know, we used to hang on the front street on the corner by Woodson. We would hang at Greg Swank's house back in the days. We hanging on the corner. I remember me and Rock before he really even thought about radio. We'd be in his house on his turntables mixing. So his yeah. mom was leaving one day, and she was like, hey, y'all come ride with us. So we, me and Rob jumped in the back seat with us, and we was coming around the corner where I usually hang out at. They locked the doors like friend. They hit the lock on the door. And Ms. Jefferson said, oh, I wish these little such and such would get off this corner. I can't yeah. stand them. And I looked at Rob like, your mama know I hang with them on that corner. But she was sending a message to me, Kev, yeah. saying, get off that corner. Get off that corner. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do something else with your life. And I'm sitting thinking like, whoa, not, not Miss Jefferson. And yeah, Shannon, man. listen, Shannon Gibson on here. Shannon, your mama was riding with us that day. Yeah, man. Miss Miss Jefferson was something. I remember Miss Jefferson would come down the street in that station wagon Shoot. and we'd be playing baseball or football. You know, normally when somebody passed by, we just kind of step to the side. Yeah. Miss Jefferson come, your ass getting all the way in the ground. You, know, you getting up the way? You hey, didn't, man, see didn't play. See didn't play. Man, I loved that. I loved our neighborhood though, bro. Yeah, man. Just the respect, man. Just the respect factor. Um, it let me throw this at you. And all these women that's on here, I'm glad y'all on here because this is basically a question for you guys, too, uh, that y'all can chime in with. So when we talk about relationships, because we know nobody nobody fights for a marriage anymore. You know, the first time something go bad or something go wrong, everybody just runs for the hill. I won't. I ain't, you know, man, our parents. And even our neighbors, I'm sure they endured some of the same things that we did. But the yes. difference is they endured. They endured. Nowadays, we don't endure. We run for the hills. Yeah, we go. Uh, but my question is, so what's more important in a relationship to you as a man? Mm -hmm. Is it sex? Is it money? Is it being equally yoked? Is it just having a nice mate to be come to, to uh, communicate with or conversate with? Like, what's more important? And I'm asking you, but I'm also directing this at all the women that's watching that can type their answers and we'll read I them. See it. Yeah. What's yeah, most see important? It. What's yeah, most for me, important? For me at this stage in life, now you'd ask me at 20 years old, Kevin, if you'd asked me in my 20s, it would have been all about sex. <laughs> I hear you. you know, you're looking at marriage, you're thinking, man, it's going to be sex every day until you talk to married people and you realize that ain't how it go. That's not the that's not the picture. Money would be the second thing I would think of. But overall, mm -hmm. for me now, it's about purpose. You know, I want you want to find that you want to find that person that is purpose and destined for you. So that y'all can figure out what's our assignment and what are we here for and what do we need to impact the earth when if you have the purpose in line, the sex, the money, everything else to me will come in line. So for me, it's got to go from the top down, bro. It's got to be purpose because, you know, with sex, you're going to be popping these pills in a minute. If you ain't take care of your health like you should be, you yeah. know, like I know sometime man, money gets strange. Kid. There were yeah. times we were on top of the world. Everything was flowing. Storm hit. You you need a woman. Who, what you said, like grandmother and them, they they were gonna stick with daddy and ride it out till he got back on course, you know, for him to be able to to get his money right. So you gotta have somebody with you that when the money get funny, they not bailing out on you. And if the purpose is not right, uh -huh. if they don't understand the purpose of this marriage, then they gonna run. That's the problem. What's happening? More people get divorced because money problems. First, money, you know, sex is most people they gonna go outside of marriage and cheat anyway. But but thirdly. It's because they don't understand the, the commitment for what they come together for. And a lot of people have gotten married just based upon looks or desperation. And that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this, A.V. <laughs> I don't know if I should, but I'm going to ask anyway. Go ahead, bro. So. From the perspective of. 21 year old A.V. Uh huh. When you're involved, I'm sorry. I said 21. I was having fun. 
I was on the campus of TSU, baby. Life was good. So when, when at 20 years old versus who you are now, but we're going to talk about the 21-year-old, A.B. Okay. And you met that female. What would you say then at 20 years old could attract you and keep your attention, keep your focus at 20? Man, at 20 years old, you know, Kev, we was we – was, Oh man, and I, I talk. We talk about this with the Bubba twins, so you know what I'm about to say. By no means, I don't want anybody to get offended by what I'm about to say. We were driven by the yellow bone at 20. We were driven by light complexion women, so our whole thing was just about finding a yellow bone back in the day. It's now, one right here smiling now. She's yeah, smiling. That was, that, hey, Kev, come on, Kev. You know we were driven by that. Whether she was what we thought was silly. You know, or uh, whether we thought she was super intelligent, but it was really just being—it was surface and superficial. Yeah. We were driven yeah. by a young lady that we felt wanted to be educated, fine as all our doors. We were really just driven by the appearance. So, the maturation process kicked in. So, you gained perspective over the year, right? Because I, I realized looks can't can't help me. Looks couldn't, you know, looks, looks didn't, looks didn't, it didn't give the person the wisdom that they need, they needed to make intelligent decisions. Wisdom didn't give them the, 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 the power to stick through some stuff just because they look good. didn't mean that they were going to stick around or they were going to be uh, uh, what we like to call a blessing to your life, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the thing that a young lady hit me with about a week ago, she said, Light-skinned women mm -hmm. get more privilege today than a darker-skinned woman. She today, was like, "That, that I believe back. I believe back then. I don't think so now." And and I that's think, what I told yeah. her. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll date a light-skinned woman, but my preference." Yeah, and I'm not saying because people get offensive when you start talking light-skinned, oh, dark-skinned. Right, like right, everybody right. got what they like. What you like is what you like and can't nobody right. do nothing about it. Now, yeah. just because I decide to date something outside my box mm -hmm. don't mean that I can't love outside my box. Right, right. I'm just listen, outside my box right now. Kevin, listen, TSU woke me up. I realized woo, black is beautiful in so <laughs> many colors. I said, yeah. Well, I realized and that, I won't say the, this one young lady's name, but, but the, it showed me the fact that, hey man, you can't be you it's not the women it was i was being shallow yeah. i was this was my environment what i grew up in this is what we focused on this is what we saw on mtv and bet so we were shaped this way but when yeah. i realized that there's some intelligent beautiful women of all shades and colors i had to wake up and realize hey man don't be a fool yeah i laughed when when you just mentioned tawana because yeah. man yeah. i i used to love me come outside she Man, didn't come outside. Her mama was strict. She had her wearing. Tawana's mama had her wearing long clothes to work. She was covered up. Because I believe they was eight day in Venice or seven day or something. She couldn't come. Tawana was so to see Tawana in a chili outfit was 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 the because other than that, Tawana was covered up. Tawana was like a nun in high school because her mama had her wrapped up, tied yeah. up, and tangled up in, in clothes. 
Man, I used to love me some Tawano, man. I was a pretty black girl. See, because I had it never, is. again, I had never seen a dark-skinned girl yeah. like that with good wavy hair. Like, she could just pull yeah. her hair back in it. Like, that was yeah. a light-skinned girl thing. Yeah. And here's yeah. this girl with good hair. Tawana knew yeah. she was Tawana knew she was nice. She just, you know, she just had she was wrapped up. Shannon, Shannon on it too. Shannon, Shannon knew, Shannon knew, but you know, they had to be presented a certain way. And their mamas didn't let them come outside back then because they knew in the neighborhood, don't let them girls outside around all them boys. And Shannon couldn't go nowhere without Brandon. No, no. She couldn't yeah, even Brandon. go around the corner. If Shannon no. came around that corner, I promise seconds later, here come Brandon on his back. Yes. Like, yeah. ain't nobody gonna kidnap your sister, boy. Yeah, she might sneak the Tina out. That's it. But other than yeah. that, she was not. You ain't gonna see her walking around the corner hanging out with us. Not back in the days. No. Hey, she, she bet not. We were some rascals, though. Yeah. The only girl that hung out with us on the regular was the one. Was the one, baby. Triple and she could out hoop everybody. <laughs> Box you in the oh, 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 wait, wait. She could out hoop y'all. She could not hoop me. Uh, Let me clean that up. No, nah, listen. <laughs> I don't think the one ever out hoop me, but I know she'll get on here talking noise. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I got shout out to my nephew, Jermaine, too, man. Appreciate you watching us tonight. Yeah, man. It's but what about you, bro? That that you know, you had your color preferences. When did it when did it wait? When did you wake up and when did it all change for you? Man, when I was young, when I was in high school, that was all kind of I ever fell into, not literally, but Light-skinned women. I was a light-skinned woman yeah. kind of dude. Yeah. Um, and, man, I don't know, just kind of, I guess, the, the maturity process of getting to know people and, you know, then the perspective of, say, man, this dark-skinned woman is just another level. Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. I, I, I remember being married, man, and I would sometimes come in the room and the light was off and my wife would be laying there on the bed when I was married and it seemed like her body was glistening <laughs> in the <laughs> glistening in the dark, bro. I'm like, oh, that's chocolate, man. Look at me. Kev, you was ready. I'm serious. <laughs> it's it man, it was shine better. It just it just shined better. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Man, what what about what what, what about what about the like the dating process, especially when it comes? How did you know at the time that you were ready for marriage? I don't know that I was, Av. Okay, I think I think, I think once it happened, I knew that when I met this woman, I knew she was special. Me and my ex-wife, our first date was actually to church. Okay. We went to uh, we went to Mount Hebron. That's where I was yeah. attending. I was I was a member yeah. at the time. Uh, Reverend Robertson was still yeah. preaching. Reverend Robertson married us. Wow. And um, man, that was our first actual date. And I didn't even know at the time that her dad was a pastor. Oh, and uh, yeah. So she was like, "Hey, uh, next week you want to go to my dad's church?" And I was like, "Oh, your dad got a church." And she was like, yeah, my dad's a pastor. Yeah. So we went and we, you know, we, we went to her dad's church and, you know, man, you walk in with the daughter of the pastor. You know how that go. Yeah. Spotlight is on you, Raymond. Hey, man. <laughs> and it was, and it was on, you know. So after she was like, my daddy wants you to come in the study. So oh, I go in there and she, yeah. he was like, hey, who are you, son? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's one of them brass bowl in your face, man. That's a man. Actually, Anthony, man, that I've come 
to love in my life more so than any other man I've ever had in my life. And he's gone on to glory now. He passed with lung cancer. Wow. But Mary Wayne Jackson Sr., yeah. man, this man was an amazing guy, man. Like, yeah. all he wanted you to do is be accountable and have credibility as a man. Yeah, yeah. You know, first and foremost, he wanted you to have credibility as a man. And, man, he forced me in a lot of ways in my life to kind of look in the mirror sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know? account- but it go back to what you said, Kev, that accountability. Yeah. And yeah. I think even in a lot of our marriages, we don't have people who are what they call accountability partners. We don't have people who keep us accountable even in our relationships. It's just anything goes because help us, man. And, you know, I know we, we reversing uh, host, host to guest questions here. Yeah. But help us, help us to to get past the fantasy of marriage into the reality of marriage. Because a lot of people have the fantasy of what marriage is compared to the reality. Because as you said earlier, challenges are going to come. I wish every day could be good, but there are going to be some days that she may love her husband, Kevin, but man, she can't stand you right now. And see, let me tell you something, man. For me, and I think I talked about this like three weeks ago, um, man, I just wasn't mature enough in Christ okay. to handle the rough times in my marriage. And I'm not just, I'm not just because I, I, I mentioned this when you weren't here. So I don't want people to think I'm just throwing that up because, you know, AV on here. No, man, I just, what I didn't do was love my wife like Christ loved the church. Right, right, right. And somebody brought up the word love three weeks ago saying men are afraid of commitment and love. And I say, no, men not afraid of commitment and love. Men don't understand how to love. Right. I say, because if if we enter this with a biblical mindset, yeah, the Bible clearly tells us to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Yeah. How much how, did Christ love the church? Yeah, if it's like how he did that, he sacrificed. He died he, for it. Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead. Here's the beautiful thing about submission, because I know we wrestle with that word about submitting. You know, man has to submit to God. Woman submits to the man. The Bible even talks about us submitting to each other. But you, it's hard for a woman to submit to a man that will never sacrifice himself for. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have somebody who will submerge under somebody who doesn't, like you said, follow the, the principles and doesn't have a vision or a goal. She's not going to submit to you and you out here gambling the way the money there's nothing to submit to yeah there's nothing that to submit to that she should be willing to because you're not sacrificing you're not learning how to love your wife correctly you're more in love with your flesh than you are with what is the purpose for that particular marriage that god has put you in so i understand and the reason i asked that of you kev is because a lot of brothers probably watching the sisters probably watching right now are in that moment right now bro where they realize I'm being asked to love a wife or to love a man the way that God did it, but I have no understanding of what love really is. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I just talked to a friend of mine the other day, and he was like, man, Kev, man, recently, bro, every time me and my wife, you know, have a disagreement, man, she bringing up divorce. And I say, man, yeah. look, I said, man, look, let me, let me stop you right there. I said, brother, whatever it's going to take. I say, man, you fight for your wife and your marriage to your wife 
like you in a battle for your life. Like Mike mm -hmm. Tyson's gonna beat the living hell out of you. Mm -hmm. We talk my nineties, Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, put everything into it. Yeah, man. Put everything into it you can. Man, look, I tell everybody all the time, brother, ain't no, ain't no winners. No, ain't no winners when you get divorced. No, no winners. Because you know, divorce is here. God says, you know, we we hear the we hear that you heard it in the vows to death do your part. You know, let no let no man put us under what God is doing together. The mm -hmm. only thing that's supposed to separate us from the married life is death. So when you get a divorce, that's death. That's why it seems like you know some somebody somewhere is left heartbroken. Whether it may be the children, but death has come, yeah. and so people are grieving behind this, and it's difficult for them to move forward. So you feel like I, I can tell you how many times in counseling people have said, "I feel like I failed when they got a divorce." Are some mm -hmm. people who won't get a divorce because they said it, it'll feel like failure to me if I do it. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes all the sense in the world, man. I just, I know for me personally, God made me do self-evaluation yeah. after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, man, I can admit, Anthony, with, without any trepidation at all, Mm -hmm. I can admit in so many ways, I'm the reason my marriage failed. Yeah. And you know what? It takes a stand up guy to do it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not by any means, man, throwing any stones. Cause here's what, here's what I had to grow up at 40 plus years old. Here's what I had to grow up and learn mm -hmm. is that I set that tone in my marriage. Okay. I shouldn't have allowed her to come in angry about something at work. Mm-hmm. And then my attitude go to, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you yeah. acting like this? Or why? You, you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. As soon as she hit that door with a bad attitude, I yeah. should have been like, well, baby, what's wrong? Yeah. Well, baby, what can I do to make it better? How can I help mm -hmm. you right now? Let me cook you dinner. Right. Let me sit you down. Let, but I wasn't being a grown-ass man like I thought yeah. I was. Yeah, and man. Here's where most women, in my opinion, get it twisted. Because they're looking at the shell of what they think is a man, but all mm -hmm. you really got is a grown little boy. You got a grown boy. You got because, a grown boy. Yeah. Man, I had to realize, like I said, I, I, I had to do some self-evaluation. Yeah. I'm not yeah. above it, brother. I'm not no. above the scrutiny. No, none of us are. Can't listen. You know? Because it takes a wise man to realize when he made mistakes. It takes a wise man to own up. And, and realize when it becomes short. And that's why the importance of, for a lot of people, the importance of counseling. I've seen people just jump right into marriages, never sit down for counseling. And I always say, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Here's why. Because yeah. we ain't had no handbook of people trying to tell us what marriage life was like. We had examples of marriages and we saw them in different forms. But what's the handbook for us to follow on how yeah. to be married? You know, yeah. if you, you've been paying bills a certain way, what's the handbook on how we going to handle this? You, you, you may put your shoes over here and they may put them over there. You may wash clothes this day of the week or they may do this. So you, you may, yeah. you know, you have yeah. people over the house every day. They may be a loner. What, what, where's the handbook, Kevin? We Look, don't have a handbook you, for this. Let me tell you what's funny about you saying that. When you mentioned the shoes, man, when I got divorced, so I met this chick. Man, she had a lavish, I'm talking about laid crib, Iden Umble, five or six bedrooms on the lake. Like I could go there and have my way. Sweet lady, yeah. very sweet lady. I take nothing away from her. 
But and man, I work in the sun all day at, at, at the workplace. And so when I come home and sit in the chair and take my shoes off and set them right next to me, she pissed telling my cousin he just come home and throw his yeah. shoes in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Stay right next to me in the yeah. chair. Man. Yeah. I can't relax for a minute when I walk no. in the door. Hey, bro, no. that's why I just don't know. And I'm not saying I am or I'm not. Yeah. I just don't know if, you know, hey, if I can't take my shoes off. Yeah, I'm not at home. Is marriage really for me? Yeah. Is marriage really my home? A lot of people are questioning that. That's how a lot of people are because and a lot of in today's world, that's why you got to be careful with all this reality television and stuff that yeah. we're watching because it's kind of shaping a mindset and a mentality that's not reality. You're yeah. kind of seeing stuff because it's like sitcom, situational comedy. It's scripted. And so you're seeing stuff that is handpicked that has people thinking that life is this particular way. But listen, when you get home, you got to know, man, he may snore, she may snore. Can you handle that? You know, you, you, it's a lot of stuff you got to be able to sit down and say, can, can I pay the cost to be in this relationship? Hey, do y'all have green cups that say coats a on? A bunch of them. Huh? A bunch of them. Man, y'all don't have Hats, shoes, this is charts. a Raider exclusive, bro. Listen, it might be an exclusive, but it's the only one y'all ever sold. Listen, we got everything. <laughs> well, hey, Kev, I do this for a living, baby. I do this for a living, Kev. I do this for a living. We go all day. Listen, <laughs> we got you. Well, I can take you to the school tomorrow. We can get you. What, what size you wear? What you going to get me? I'm going to get you. See, like the jersey you got back there, I'm going to get you a uh, now, what is that jersey? What is that? What team is that? Southside Cowboys. That's my son, Little League. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We put one next to it. I get you a walk of green and gold. Where you should have been. Don't laugh at him. <laughs> yeah, where you should have been. Hey, look. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, man. It's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you came on with me. I'm glad we had this chance to. To chop it up and, and talk about some things and you know hey man we we know and it's a biblical fact that iron sharpens iron right man and I, I i appreciate you as my brother we would always reach out to each other every blue moon just on mm -hmm. you know away from all of this and We're uh chop it up and, and have yeah. conversation man yeah. i'm glad we could come together i know you uh i know you outside your box right now being up mm -hmm. after eight o'clock because you you got to be in studio early, man. But yeah. I just want to tell you, man, I love you. And I appreciate yeah, the bro. fact that you took this time to come on with me this evening. And yeah. if everybody, if you ever, if you ever want to run across and shake the hand of a great man, that's the brother right there. Anthony Applesauce, not AV. It's man, Anthony it, Applesauce. Vet. This dude nickname growing up as a kid was Applesauce. Man, they had, listen, they had two, man. Remember? When Roy Lee ran me through that oil, my shoes through the oil, he called me oil man. I say, Rock, I, I tell you, Roy Lee and them, I can't stand a lot of them today. God yeah. had to deliver. I had to pray for them, boy, because they was old. They, Kevin, I was bullied, man. I was really bullied back then. I need, I need some reparation. Hey, man, we all were thinking about they forced us to play football all yes. day long. Yes. We didn't have a choice but to play sports all day long. All day. Like we these bullied. kids today don't know bullying. Yeah, we yeah, were bullied. Not, no, we, we were bullied. We were bullied. Listen, bro, I saw something Tawana said on here before we get out of here. What she said? Uh, she asked, do you believe that sometimes you can have your soul made and then lose them due to infidelity? 
Yeah, if they cheat, you can. Yeah, 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 you can lose them. Yeah, if they go outside, but it's still at the end of the day. Even if somebody cheat, man, it's still a choice. You still but, got a choice. You can go back. You can stay. You can leave. It's still a choice. But AB, let me ask you this. So if you meet a woman and y'all go, y'all go to two or three dates. Y'all go to two or three dates. You have a marvelous time. Mm-hmm. Very intimate dates. No sex involved. Mm-hmm. But I mean, intimate environment, intimate settings. Okay. And this woman tells you after about a month of y'all having lunch, having dinner, enjoying each other's phone conversations. And you, you know I'm celibate, right? You know I'm never going to sleep with you. Mm-hmm. Does that not destroy some of the intimacy mentally that y'all could share? As a man, not, yeah. I'm not saying contact-wise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you're going, yeah, you going in thinking, hey, you're going, you going in thinking eventually you're going to get some. So, yes, it definitely will, you know, especially if you're thinking about spending, you know, your life with this person and they're telling you somewhere you got to leave. You got you to open up. So here, here's what I said to a young lady, because a young lady told me that. And so here's what I said to her. She was like, well, you know, after I told you that we weren't going to have sex, you literally walked away. You dumped me. I was like, no, I didn't dump you. Right. I said, what I did was I removed myself because you killed my level of intimacy mentally mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. said, I would have much rather tell me if I'm crazy or not. I would have much rather you never have sex with me than to tell me you weren't going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me. You shut down. You closed the door on that. Yeah, because mentally you killed me. As a man, yeah. you killed me. Because as a man, I'm a hunter. Right. That's my natural state to right. hunt. And if we never have sex, then I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. But if you tell me that you're destroying that level of intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, what's there anymore? Yeah, man. Whew. Yeah. And my thing is, okay, what happened with her? Like what got you in this closed door mindset that you telling me never, like never, ever, like never. And if I'm looking to be with you long-term and, and, and marriage or whatever on the table, and I'm looking for a long-term relationship and you already telling me, no, man, Kevin, that's a, that's a price. That's a price I'm not willing to pay, if especially if I don't have a full understanding of how you arrive to this. I don't want to have sex now. If there's a if there's a perfectly great reason, then okay, I still have to count up the cost to see if this is the price that I want to pay to be in this relationship. You know, but if you're just telling me no and I ain't got no explanation, it's just AV. Man, I can't put up with that. Hey, I'm glad you because I told the exact same thing you just said. Yeah, I can't put up. All right, yeah. but yeah. I'm laughing because she on there listening to you. She ain't gonna yeah. reveal herself, but no, she on yeah. You know me. Yeah, you know me. She on here listening. I'm just saying, bro. You gotta give me because they gotta be, a, and that's why I said I give you. I'm giving you an out. You gotta give me an explanation. You gotta give me some understanding. You gotta let me know why you closed like that. Why? 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 What's what happened? Because something could have happened to you. You know, something could have so, happened to you. So Tawana gonna say, Kevin, eventually you wasn't looking for long term with her. For her to say this and leave and leave her. Oh, for, for her to tell me that and I left. Yeah, I wasn't looking long term. She yeah. killed my spirit, AB. And then what's her name? So Misha said, Was she ever interested to tell you that? It could have been. Was she really was she really interested? Yeah, now Tamisa right yeah. about that. 
Yeah. Well, man, we can go on all night, man. Yeah. We can go on all night. We're going to have to do this again. I enjoyed you, man. Maybe next time. Um, even though we talked beforehand about topics yeah. and what we were going to discuss. Yeah. Um, we man, got we'll, going, us, you know. we'll get us three good ones. Yeah. And, and, and we'll stick to the script. And, uh, man, this was just our first time kind of reuniting yeah. and getting back together. Man, again, this is my brother, Anthony A.V. Valerie. Life. Man, for life. The applesauce, man. There you go, kid. Yeah, Thank you, brother. That's, Thank that's, you, brother. That's what the Sterling Raiders do. Listen, I appreciate it. It's, it's good seeing on here uh, all of the people from our, our neighborhood as well. Yeah. Uh, I see Ms. I see Will Jefferson. I hope she won't, you know. Go back and hear my story and then come tell Cheryl to come lock me up because I was just trying to be honest. I was yeah. trying to be honest. Listen, bro. Hey man, y'all, y'all follow your boy. I'm on Facebook, Anthony A. V. Valerie, but follow me on Instagram as well, Faith and Fame with A V. Uh you can hit me on Magic. Of course, I'm across Magic and Praise, but every morning uh from five to nine a.m. when Ricky Smiley is on. This week I'm filling in for Uncle Funky, so I don't have to get up too early. But Kev, we definitely gotta do this again. I hope it's been a blessing to y'all who heard were able to listen. And watch us today and we, we'll come back on man there's plenty of great topics out here and we got a lot to talk about bro so i just want to congratulate and celebrate you on what you're doing i know this episode four for you man yes, you're sir. doing it you've always been a guy you're a great communicator uh continue to do it man and, and i pray to god continue to bless and open up many more doors for you as you uh pursue your dreams of what he said baby yes sir what he said with kevin walker right here every wednesday 8 p.m thank y'all very much we out of here av Peace. Go Astros.